welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. We have with us today Denise Dorfman. She is a true inspiration. She's the author of Speak Your Truth, How You Can Recover from Lupus. Denise, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Tell me a little bit about your story with lupus. Uh, What was it like when you first heard that you had this diagnosis from your doctor? What was that moment like for you? Well, I, you know, I woke up in the morning and, and had these, this joint pain and I couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't really bend them. So I went to the doctor and she ran several tests and it took about three months before she finally settled on SLE, systemic lupus, as my diagnosis. And um, actually, that's pretty fast for a diagnosis. Usually, it can sometimes take years for before people get diagnosed. And um, when I first heard, you know, I thought, you know, this is this can be serious. It, it can be a serious disease. But I decided that I wasn't going to focus on the disease. I just, I, I just knew intuitively that um, that I wasn't going to focus on symptoms, or um, and I was just going to focus on wellness and not get obsessed with the disease so much. So, what was that journey like for you? You you found out you had this diagnosis, and then. Did you go on a, a research? Did you start looking for a second opinions? I mean, what what happens after you hear something like this? Well, you know, I people, we you know, were were saying they were sorry they heard that, and you know, and you know, I just decided not to obsess over it, not to research it. And this was before the days of the internet. This was quite a while ago. This was back in 1996. And I just started, you know, you know, I discovered Louise Hay and you can heal your life. And, um, you know, and in the couple of years before that, I was, you know, I was calling in sick to work, you know, about every week, you know, because I was having these low grade fevers and, um, I could still work, fortunately, um, but I, you know, as soon as I heard about You Can Heal Your Life, and I picked up the book, and I found the cause of lupus um, was not a failure to stand up for yourself, um, and that was like a bell went went off, and I realized that all my life, I've never spoken up for myself, I've never stood up for myself. And I was always the one that was picked on, and and I was just too afraid to defend myself. And it really resonated with me, and I, I just started to work on it right away. And at about the same time, I started speaking up for myself at work, and I really changed. I really changed that, that lack of assertiveness. And I asked for the job I wanted at work, and because I was 
doing so well at work. I was, you know, I was working so hard. They, they gave it to me. Um, so I just, um, that was when I started to get better. And, uh, all of a sudden I had no more joint pain in my hands. And when I told my rheumatologist, he was very surprised, um, because it just seemed like, a, a, you know, the disease was starting to turn around. And, um, and then several years later, uh, you know, and then I discovered meditation and I started meditating daily and, you know, doing that affirmation, um, for lupus, I speak up for myself freely and easily. I claim my power. I love and approve of myself. I am free and safe. And I just kept repeating that over and over again. And I meditated and I really changed my state of being. I you know, became a different person. I became that assertive person that, that easily stood up for, for herself. And before I knew it, I had no active disease. And um, then my rheumatologist confirmed it, that I had no active disease and hadn't for quite some time. And he, he didn't know what to make of it. He even looked back to see if I had lupus at all because I was doing so well with it. Now, for, for those that don't know what lupus is, can you explain what lupus is? Yes, lupus. Yeah, lupus is an autoimmune dis disorder. It's, you know, it's, it's a disease where the immune system attacks itself. And um, it's very unpredictable in its course. Everybody has their own experience of it. For me, it was, it was joint pain. It was pericarditis, which is inflammation around the pericardium, um, where it hurts to breathe and... Um, but it can be very different for somebody else. Somebody else can get rashes and low-grade fevers and um, their white blood count could be off. Um, and it, it can be a very painful disease and it can even be fatal if left unchecked. Now, when you went on this journey, you discovered um, Louise Hay and you read the book and then you realized, okay, well, if it's really about not speaking up for myself, you went on then a personal development journey of how do I go about doing that, meditation, affirmations. Uh, throughout that course of self-discovery and reclaiming your voice, what was your environment like meeting the people around you? Um, you know, you, you were changing, you were transforming into this new person or the person that's inside of you that's finally ready to come out and claim your life. What was it like for those around you seeing that transformation? Well, I think, you know, people started to, I was amazed, you know, the, the people that used to kind of bully me at work just started backing off. You know, as soon as I stood up for myself, they, they kind of backed off. There were some coworkers that were, you know, kind of, you know, saying sarcastic comments to me or picking on me. And as soon as I shot back, you know, I started to defend myself they backed off immediately and that was a big change in my environment and fortunately I was married I was in a good marriage I had a very supportive husband who you know took care of me in in when I was at my sickest so my family was very supportive my mother was around she was very supportive and attentive and um 
so I felt fortunate to have such a supportive family. Um, but I was amazed at how people, you know, started to respect me more and they, they just recognized that I knew what I want and I wanted it and I wasn't afraid to ask for it. And how does that manifest itself now in your work today in terms of wanting to go out there and speak and share this story with others who are going through difficult times or having health challenges? Uh, that confidence is there with you now. So talk about this journey that you want to take. And one of the reasons why you're on our program is to really speak your truth, not just to promote your book and yourself, but to also help people understand obviously, that when they can speak their truth, their whole world can change, including recovering from ailments and sickness. Yes, that's true. Um, I, I think if, if this book that I've written helps one person, it, it would be worth it. It would be worth all the work and and the, the time that I put into it. Um, I just really want to be a way shower for people that have been diagnosed with lupus, um, just, you know, I, I can only tell them what worked for me. Um, I'm not saying that everybody with lupus has trouble speaking up for themselves, but I know that that really resonated with me and it worked with me. And, um, I know that when I, when I speak to the lupus community and I, I tweet something like love yourself enough to speak up for yourself, it really resonates with a lot of people with lupus. And your ultimate goal then is to travel and share more, correct? So what kinds of topics do you talk about? I know that you're also um, a Reiki specialist and we want to talk about that, how energy really works. And when you go around and you meet with amazing people in the world who are trying to figure out how do I get better, how do I heal from my ailments, how do I heal from or recover from lupus, um, what are some of the tips and, and tools that you provide? I would say definitely um, meditation really helps um, with really any disease because meditation um, increases brainwave coherence and that contributes to the health of the body. And um, just you know, doing the affirmation, I speak up for myself freely and easily. Um, I think if you if you, you learn to speak up for yourself and become assertive, um, you can get better from lupus. And uh, certainly, you know, taking care of yourself. Um, uh, when I when I was recovering from lupus, I started really taking care of myself physically. I started exercising and, and eating right. Um, an anti-inflammatory diet is very important for um, people suffering from lupus. So I think those three things. And then, of course, not focusing on disease so much. I see so many people suffering from lupus that are promoting disease. They're promoting lupus. They're trying to raise awareness of lupus, but they are suffering because they're focused so much on the disease and it's such a big part of their lives. So your suggestion is to focus on the positive affirmations, focus on getting well or wellness rather yes. than be victimized by or feeling sorry for yourself or staying there for too long. Right. And I think, you know, 
getting obsessed with the disease and, you know, and then, and then also looking outside of yourself for a cure, you know, going to the doctor saying, please fix me. I think, you know, uh, you're responsible for your own health. And I think it's an act of loving ourselves to take responsibility for our own health. So do you have a routine um, that you do every day, whether it's exercise, whether it's, you know, eating routines? I know that you do the meditation. What else do you do to maintain your wellness and your well-being? Well, it's, it, you know, it's certainly um, the physical stuff, you know, getting, getting, getting enough rest, you know, eating anti-inflammatory foods such as um, pineapple and blueberries and, um you know, fruits and spinach and fruits and vegetables and, you know, just a really balanced diet and um, avoiding a lot of inflammatory foods like excess sugar and um, wheat um, and, you know, high sugar foods. But I meditate for an hour every day, uh, you know, and then, of course, you know, I, I continue to practice speaking up for myself. Um, it's now become a habit. And I've changed. I've changed my state of being. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your contributions in the world of Reiki and energy. When did you discover that? I know that was a part of your healing as well um, yes. to get the support yes, that you needed. But when when was it that you realized? Wow, not only receiving um, through my own therapy and healing this you know concept or this experience with Reiki, but when did you want it to become a Reiki master? And how did you go about doing that? Well, you know, it was interesting. I just started, you know, researching Reiki, and I got really interested in it. And I made up a vision board that I'm looking at right now um, that with all kinds of symbols of Reiki. And um, before I knew it, um, somebody, some coworker at work, um, we started talking about metaphysical subjects. And I expressed the desire to learn Reiki, and she said, well, I happen to be a Reiki master teacher. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, this, the um, synchronicity of, you know, I, I, the, the teacher appeared when the student was ready, mm -hmm. and um, I just started um, taking classes from her uh, right away. So um, that's how I discovered, you know, that I wanted to be a Reiki healer. And how long was that process of learning that and getting your certification and now officially practicing? Was it many years of, of study? Yeah, it kind of started uh, around 2011, and I, I took the Reiki 1, the beginning course, and then I had to wait a while in order before I got to the next level, um, which was the intermediate course. I think I had to wait at least six months. That's what my teacher suggested. And so six months later, I took the intermediate level and, um, and then it was a long time, you know, it, it was not until, um, last year that, or actually early this year, um, January 30th, um, I took the master class and, um, when you're ready for it to be a master, you have to start using Reiki for everything where, you know, it's, it's on your consciousness and you, you're practicing it so much that that's when you're ready for the master level and it's, it's when you start using Reiki for everything. How do you explain Reiki to 
novices or to people who are hearing it for the first time or maybe even uh, anybody who might be thinking that that's hokey pokey that doesn't really that doesn't really help <laughs> what do you what do you say how do you explain <laughs> how do you explain reiki and its benefits to to someone who just doesn't get it or maybe hearing it for the first time well you know it, reiki is just energy it's just pure positive energy and um Anybody who is interested in Reiki can can take the course and they become attuned to they get an attunement and where they receive the they receive the Reiki and and then you just um, turn around and you share that same energy with others and um, it's it's a simple very powerful energy healing method and um, you don't have to be you know, concentrating on it to send Reiki to someone. You don't have to, I mean, it's really an idiot proof. Yusui Reiki is an idiot proof um, method, a Reiki method. And, you know, you're just, you're really a conduit. You know, you're, you're transferring the energy to another person to help heal them. So can you share an example, a case study of, of your personal experience with helping someone um basically go through a process of healing using Reiki, being, being working on Reiki on them? Yes. I had a friend who um, came to me with a dental emergency. Mm-hmm. He had had an abscess tooth, and it was infected, and it was very painful. And he said, hey, could you do some Reiki on my tooth? So um, I spent a few minutes um, sending Reiki energy to his to his tooth, and it wasn't for very long. And the following morning, he texted me. He was all excited. He's like, I have no pain in my mouth. <laughs> and, um, and then later on, he texted me, you know what? I went to the dentist and he canceled the procedure because I have no sign of infection and I have no pain. And, um, and I told the dentist what happened, what I did. And the dentist just shook his head and said, well, the test results don't lie. I'm not going to do any procedure on you. So it it was an amazing, um, spontaneous healing. Mm. Does that happen a lot? Um, You know, not as much as I'd like. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I've I've seen situations turn around um, because I've, you know, because I've sent Reiki to the situation in my own life. And um, they, they might not have been as spontaneous. Um, they took some time. But um, I've always noticed that situations have turned out better for my highest good. And instead of, um, even if it was something that, that I wanted, a job that I wanted, and something better came along for my highest good. And... It, though it wasn't something I expected, but something better, a, a better job came along. So, and that was as a result of sending Reiki to the situation. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had other examples where other friends and, um, who, I mean, I've even done it on a, a, a pet, of mm-hmm. one of my friends and the pet, the cat had a hard time adjusting to a new apartment that they moved into. And once I uh, reikied the cat, the cat was more social, he was happier, he was more content, and he adjusted, he responded right away and adjusted to the new apartment. 
So I've had many examples. They're not all spontaneous, but some of them took some time. But, but you know, I've always had good results with Reiki. What, what made you decide that writing a book was going to be a project that you wanted to, to take on? And how long did that process take? Well, you know, I, um, my husband was very sick. And he had had um, quite a few things going on with him. He was he kept getting infections, and he was in and out of the hospital. And um, I got into a point where I had to stay at home and take family medical leave to take care of him. And you know, it just sort of hit me one day. I had this epiphany where, um, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm really healthy now. Um, I've had no active disease for many years, and I'm I'm healthy enough to take care of my husband, and um, I should write a book to help others. And and the intention was, you know, I can help a lot of people. I can do a lot of good by putting a book out there. So I started writing that day, and um, I wrote every day until I finished the book. And I think it took about six months to write the book. And um, I just, you know, kept at it and, and kept working on it. And then, of course, I kept revising it. And um, within six months, I was able to, to finish the book. And how has it been received? I think it's, it's been well received. Um, you know, I know that when I go to speak about it, um, people are really inspired by my story and um it's very well received um by audiences um that i've spoken to and i've even helped people this this book has already helped people um really find their voice um i have a friend who who was in a dysfunctional relationship and uh he found his voice and he 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 was able to end it with 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 he was able to end the relationship without you know without a lot of drama without a lot of fanfare and he was able to end it peacefully um, because and I think it was because of my book he credits my book to you know really finding his voice. That's powerful. Well, let's talk a little bit about this concept of affirmations because I personally believe it's extremely powerful. I've had to myself go through many, many years of uncovering which affirmations made the most sense for me to let go of old belief systems and move into a new definition uh, or a revision of my own story. And affirmations has been really key. Can you share a few examples of your affirmations for those that are listening who might want to borrow some of them <laughs> to use as a part of their routine or ritual? Well, sure. I mean, you know, affirmations are our beginning point of change. And, you know, it all starts with the thought. And, you know, if you're thinking, you know, is if you're thinking is, you know, I'm so tired and I'm so sick and tired of being tired, sick and tired, you can change that to I am healthy and well and full of energy. And or you could say I'm healthy and filled with energy and just start repeating that um, often. And I know it really helped me um, 
to repeat them right before I go to sleep at night and when I first get up in the morning because it, it, it really gets into your subconscious um, when, when you're doing it right before you go to bed or when you first wake up in the morning um, because you're in that um, theta brainwave state. And that's very powerful to do it then. Um, and then, of course, there's the repetition of the new thought um, that really helps as well. And what what was the the major affirmations you've spoken? You mentioned it earlier on in the in the show. There are three or four that you repeat over and over again. Can you repeat those again slowly? Yes, um, I speak up for myself freely and easily. I claim my power. I love and approve of myself. That's the most important one. And I am free and safe. If 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 you. The most important affirmation is definitely I, I approve of myself and I love and approve of myself because that just that one alone can create major miracles in your life. Because when you love yourself, everything else in your life works. How do you define a happy and healthy life? What does it look like for you? I think it's, you know, living my life purpose doing what I love, um, having support from friends and family, being surrounded by people I love who love me, and um, it's certainly having enough energy to be, be productive and um, to be inspired um, every day and um, to just be in love with life. Um, you know, just to fall in love with life and and uh, look forward to each new day. What would you say to somebody who doesn't feel like they have love or support around them? They don't have the, you know, the supportive, supportive system that you do. For instance, you said you have a loving husband and a wonderful marriage and you have a wonderful family that supports you. What happens when someone doesn't believe they have that? How do they still achieve having a happy and healthy life, living a happy and healthy life? I think, um, I think in order to find support, um, it, it starts from within and it starts from, from loving yourself. And, um, when you, you love yourself, you know, you, you start to lighten up on yourself and then you start lightening up on others and you start being more loving towards others and you will attract people in your life that are supportive of you and the people that were not so supportive will leave your life when when you really love yourself and that's when you know when you're really improving um, in, in self-love is when the the people that were not supporting you when they start to leave and then you 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 have new people coming into your life that are supportive and loving and that's when you really know you've changed. That's really wonderful advice. And because change is also comes in many different forms, when people leave your life, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a it's a bad thing. Exactly. I mean, it can be scary at first because you know many of us get attached to people, even the people that are not supportive. We get attached to certain people. But, you know, it can be scary at first, but, you know, it can be really exciting as well because 
other new people come into your life that that were that are more supportive and and really are a match to how you feel about yourself. Well, share with us, Denise. What's your vision for? What's your vision in terms of your contributions to a healthier, happier world? How do you see your how do you see your role in creating a healthier, happier, safer environment in the world through your work? Well, I think just, you know, telling people, you know, to, to learn to love themselves, to learn to, to find their voice and speak up for themselves. And, um, you know, and if my work resonates with you, that's wonderful. And um, I just want to get out there and speak about it. Um, and and help people live better lives and be an agent of change for them. Well, I appreciate all the work that you're doing. It's it's interesting to see that it's not something you just read somewhere. You're living it, and you're through your own actions. You get to help others on on the journey of their self love and healing and and speaking their truth. And you know, it takes um it takes a lot of courage to put your story out there. It takes a lot of courage to get on the stage and, and, and speak to people you don't even know. <laughs> and, That's true. You know, and then also not really truly knowing if anybody is listening or receiving it, but just trusting that if at least one person has changed, then it was all worth it. And right. I just love what you said there because – that's really the point of having the courage to speak your truth is, you know, you don't always know what's going to resonate. You don't always know what kind of change or transformation you're inspiring, but you have to trust that what you're doing is going to change and transform some lives. You just can't be attached to the results of it, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Is there anything else you would like to share with our audience? Any last words of wisdom or advice um, about self-love and speaking speaking your truth? Well, I, I would say, you know, um, we didn't talk much about meditation, but certainly meditation does help with, with self-love. And um, if you can just take 10 minutes every day to meditate, um, you'll be less depressed, less anxious, and it's really it's really an act of loving yourself because you're connecting with your higher self and the divine, and um, you really learn to love yourself more when you when you when you meditate. Well, Denise, let, let's talk a little bit about meditation. We have a little bit of time here. Okay. A lot of people get get scared or get intimidated by the the even concept of meditation. Um, how do you define meditation when people say to me, well, I can't, I don't know how to meditate. What, what would your response be? Well, all you really need to do is, is find a, a quiet place and get focused and get quiet. And it could be as simple as focusing on your breath, um, just observing the inflow and outflow of your breath and um, and, and really centering yourself when you visualize, you know, like a beam of light going through the center of your body and you really center yourself and it really helps relieve anxiety and depression and, um, you know, just doing it 10 minutes a day, it, you know, 
and you're, you know, you're going to find that you're going to have thoughts running through your mind. And, and if you just hang in there and you keep at it, um, you can, you can learn to kind of master that and, and overcome your, what they call your monkey mind. And, and you can just really quiet your mind and you'll be calmer, you'll be more relaxed, you'll lighten up on yourself and others. And um, there are so many benefits to meditation that you almost can't afford not to do it because um, they're finding so many, so many benefits um, that, um, you know, it's, it's just amazing what has what done for me. Any other, any other thoughts? Meditation is definitely a, a, an important aspect of, of your own personal healing and journey. Affirmations, certainly. Um, continuing to learn from other thought leaders and getting personally developed and self-actualized every day. So those are the key elements that I heard from you. Are there any final thoughts and words you want to share? Um, yeah, you know, I just learning, you know, as long as you love yourself, everything in life works, you know, um, and love yourself enough to speak up for yourself and take care of yourself. And, um, that's really the key to, to everything. And, and, and loving yourself will just create miracles in your life. Beautifully stated. Thank you so much. How can our listeners learn more about you? How can they find your book? Um, you can find it anywhere, um, either on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, any, every, every, uh, any and every retailer has it, um, has it out there. Great. And if they wanted to reach out to you and find you, is there an email address or can they, um, reach out to you on your, on your website? Yes, it's, um, www.deniseadorfman.com. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world. And I've had the great fortune of working with you to support you on this journey. I had the great fortune of reading this powerful book. Um, and it's not just for those that are experiencing or going through this um, this battle with lupus or you know learning to speak your truth and heal from it. It's for all of us because there's so many areas of our lives where we aren't really strong or having the courageous uh, the courage to speak up and to share what's really on our mind and to speak what's really on in our hearts. And I learned a lot by reading this book uh, beyond just ailments, but also for my own personal, how do you say it? Illusions, right? right. Of, of what life ought to be and the should-haves in our lives versus just right. being very present and just accepting all of who we are, forgiving ourselves for our past mistakes um, or not knowing what we didn't know at the time and find a, a really powerful starting point to start anew. So thank you for that very that special fun. gift. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. Again, please make sure that you reach out to Denise Dorfman. Check out her book because, like I said, it's not just for those who are um, living with lupus. There are also so many great messages in there. I thank you always for tuning in, being a part of our network, and we will talk to you very soon. Take care.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.